Good morning. It's strange to be here. I haven't been here for such a long time. Well, it seems like life is really busy, so there's too many things to do. It's five years ago that I was ordained in Wimbledon Congregational Church. Five years this weekend, so it's quite uh, an anniversary, sort of, uh, being here. At that time, when I went to Wimbledon, I was not sure I should go there. Uh, I'd been to visit, and there was only a few people in the church, and the roof had mushrooms growing on the inside. And I thought, there's nobody to do any work with. I'm single, I don't even have a wife to do it with. So why should I go there? I told Michael Heaney, the secretary, send my paper somewhere else in London. Margaret, who had been here, um, Margaret was here when I was here, um, she prophesied or said that I should be working in London, in a black church. And I held on to that prophecy. And I was in a Baptist church that had offered me the opportunity to, to be the pastor there. But going across to the Baptist assembly in Bournemouth, I discovered that well, God keeps on telling me things I should be doing in Wimbledon. And at night I got woken up with things I should be doing in Wimbledon. And I've ended up, I ended up going to Wimbledon, thinking maybe I'll only be there for a year. You know, why would I be there any longer? There's not much that I can do in this very posh area of Wimbledon. And I thought I was going somewhere which was not quite so posh. But God has really been at hand in all the things that we've been doing over the last five years. And I'm still there. And that's really quite, uh, it's the longest place I've ever worked in a paid job. Uh, so it's amazing. And it's a new era for me, having to think about how do you sustain things that you've set up? How do you keep going with things that uh, when you're not used to having been in a place for ages. The other thing that happens when you've been there for a while is you end up with more and more things to do. Um, you get involved in more and more things. So how do you say no to some of those things that people are coming up to you and saying, could you be involved in this? Um, a passage that um, I was quite close to me when I was in Zambia at the beginning of this year was uh, from 1 Corinthians. And it doesn't really fit with totally what I'm saying, but it does fit a lot. So it's 1 Corinthians uh, 1, sorry, 1 Corinthians 1, verse 10. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that all agree with one another in what you say, and that there is no division amongst you, but that you may be perfectly united in mind and thought. I was um, preaching in Zambia um, in the week of Christian unity. And what I was very aware of is I was working with the United Church of Zambia at the beginning of this year for two months. And the United Church of Zambia was not united because although you try and pull churches together, it doesn't work. In the UK, the United Reformed Church had people branching away from it because it didn't quite work. In Australia, the Uniting Church of Australia, the same. And what seems to be very apparent is that we all have different ways of worshipping. We all look at our Bibles and we interpret them in different ways. Evangelical churches 
more liberal churches, more middle-of-the-road churches, all sorts of interpretations. Should women preach? Should there be homosexuals in the church? All those kinds of questions will be raised. But in the end, there's an importance. There's an importance that we reach out to our communities to show Jesus' love to those communities, that we reach out to those people who are hurting in our communities, and that we have a united ambition to do that. So there may not be possibility of uniting in theological perspective, but there could be uniting in the way that we move forward together in serving our community and showing Jesus' love and encouraging people to follow this wonderful saviour, this wonderful person who has grabbed us and put us here in this church today. But there's so many people out there that that doesn't happen to. And I think one of the, it fits with what Sheila's saying in some ways, and what we were talking about, we were being singing, going out into the streets. It's about how do we do that? How do we connect with people in our community today? How do we connect with people in Hurstman Zoo today who maybe are hurting, who maybe would never come across these doors? Even people from the Anglican Church down the road won't come into this building sometimes, I'm sure, because it's not the building that they would want to come into. Whether we would go into their building, yeah, I don't know. Some people have all those theological differences. And that is a big problem for how we move forward in the 21st century. What we've been seeking to do, I suppose, in Wimbledon is to be a church that is open to everybody. So everything we do is advertised to our community through our website, through the notices that are around outside, through me standing on the corner twice a week in the morning as people go to school, giving out flyers, giving out leaflets, trying to encourage people, having conversation with Muslims who walk past, with Hindus who walk past, and welcoming everybody into what we do. And that's really important to how we move forward in Wimbledon. We're not a big church. We've gone from uh, eight people worshipping on a Sunday to between 15 and 20 people worshipping on a Sunday, plus children on a Sunday. We're in a church, in a community where people go to lots of other churches. There are really good churches around us, and we would recommend that they, people would go there. Maybe I might go to them if I wasn't the minister at Wimbledon Congregational Church, because there's some really good churches. Or people travelling to central London, to HTB, and to Hillsong, to get that vibrance of that worship and stuff in different ways. But we have people who come to our church for things that are not necessarily the service, but discussion groups, to our coffee morning, to our under fives groups, who are coming because they feel something there that they can be involved with. They can ask questions that sometimes at their church they're not allowed to ask because their church has a very clear doctrine this is what we believe and this is what you can only believe when you come here. So they don't even ask those questions. And yet they can ask those questions, I hope, uh, in our informal groups and things that we do. We've been busy doing lots of different things to try to impact the community. And I hope that certainly our community know we're there. We're in the local primary school. We are involved in the local night shelter through, this, through the winter months. We're involved with the food bank. We're involved with other churches in Merton, Merton 316. There's a group of church leaders coming together as we try to 
do social action projects across Merton. And we are involved in doing all of those kinds of things. Church is still very small. Physically, the building has changed. We, have a, we don't have mushrooms growing on the inside of the roof anymore. Um, <laughs> we have a, a new roof, uh, which we had, uh, was finished in 2010. We have a new floor, which we finished last summer. So we, we, we redid the carpet, the floor. We put ex- wheelchair accessible toilets in the front and, and toilets. We're just about to re, well, we were supposed to this summer have uh, the vestry, what was officially the vestry, um, lowered and made into a prayer room, which we can use for our after-school club that happens every day. Not that we run it, but somebody else runs it, which then means we can use the building at the back to utilise for what we do. So we're doing lots of kind of, we've done physical things to the building. I think spiritually, the people in the church have grown. We have a, a regular house group where people come, we have a Sunday night discussion, prayer group, we have a prayer um, a prayer meeting every Wednesday morning at quarter to eight or quarter past eight and, and that is the first thing that was set up when, we, when I went there with the idea that we can pray and we can move forward with the things that we're doing. So there's lots of those things happening. The church have also agreed to me being away for two months each year. Um, and that's really exciting. Uh, this year I was in uh, Zambia working with an orphan and vulnerable children project um, with the United Church of Zambia. The plan was it was going to be for five years. But um, what happened was that the, um, they're, they're kind of, we're looking at a sustainable development. And unfortunately they're kind of not at that stage of moving to that uh, process. So I'm actually, uh, Monica asked me, before I went to Zambia, if I would go to Abambo in Kenya. Uh, and so I visited there in August, and I'm going out there for two months at the beginning of this year to work with their new, they're trying to set up some um, credit union provision, small income generating projects that are then help to move on to other communities in, in that area. I'm also, they've asked me to preach every Sunday, which is not what I normally do, so that will be quite. Uh, a challenge, um, and um, so I'm going to be doing some Bible study with some young people as well, and those kinds of things. So, so a variety of things in Kenya, and that the plan is that I will go back for four four more years. So it will be uh, each year for four years. I'm also doing some work with a church in Wandsworth, a congregational church there that is very small, um, and we're looking at how they can develop and grow. and And I had an exciting meeting on. Uh, Thursday with a minister f- or, or a vicar from an Anglican church and we're looking to look at partnership working so congregational church and the Anglican church working to regenerate that church in that community using two people who live on the estate who go to the Anglican church which is quite exciting it's, it's quite an exciting way forward so, so I'm looking forward to how that's going to happen over the next few months. So there's lots of different things that are going on. Also, people are growing. One of the great things about me going away is that I'm not there, if that makes sense. Uh, (laughs) Because when I'm not there, then other people have to do the things that I might do. And so it's a really good testing process 
to think for people to take on responsibility only for a couple of months but maybe a bit longer if they actually do it really well and, and so I'm, I'm just thinking I, I, I always highlight Kathy Kathy is our church secretary uh, she came here when we came to Hurstman Zoo she is um, when I first went there she only received the post that's all she did as church secretary slowly she's taken on taking the minutes she started to lead our morning uh, prayer meeting on a Sunday um, and not every week but some weeks and she does that really well she's now coordinating that morning prayer meeting she started to coordinate when we had member services where everybody contributed and, and stuff and she, she did that really well and now she uh, leads services and so to start with she wouldn't want to preach but now she preaches as well and so from somebody who didn't do very much to start with, and she does all the minutes for the meeting, she's taking on the booking, she's, she's doing all lots, loads of different things within the church. And her spiritual life has grown because of that opportunity to do things. And other people who are part of our church are growing in the things that they do. And that is brilliant, that they actually are having opportunity to, to take on responsibility for different things and to move forward. And I'm helping, I help them to do that by sort of mentoring. I'm going on a mentoring course with Moreland's for a week in November. Um, I think I'll stop there because otherwise I could go on for too long uh, and that would be too much. But thank you very much for, for giving me the opportunity. And, and just to say, it, it, you know, there's so much that we can do in our communities, uh, but we can't, you know, there's no way. Sorry, I will say one more thing. Mary, the other day, uh, we were talking about churches and, and you know some churches only employ somebody half time because they're small and they can't afford it and they think well we haven't got many people so we don't need a pastor full time anyway but I think it's the other way around I think when a church is very small it's almost like they need somebody to be employed to get out there and bring people in once the church is big enough they shouldn't need the pastor because everybody else should be doing the work that uh, God's wanting them to do in that community. And it shouldn't be the pastor that's doing it, only maybe somebody's spearheading it. We should grow and therefore get rid of the pastors and send them to smaller churches so they can grow. Um, just a reverse thing. Okay, thank you for listening.